All right, welcome back to the big program. Dexie's Midnight Runners, another classic tune from, well, I guess, the 80s, I think. Uh, we're just going to hook up with Edmonton Elks assistant GM G. Roy Simon for our guest at the top of the hour. Um, big game coming up tomorrow. The Elks and the Calgary Stampeders, round two of the Battle of Alberta, 5 o'clock kickoff at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. Really looking forward to it. At 10.20, we've got real cool segment coming up. We're going to have... Uh, two guys coming on, Gordon Dick from uh, Cougar Paint and Collision and Brian Buczynski from the Roshep T-Birds. Uh, they refurbish helmets, paint them up, polish them up, decal them up, and give them to the seniors at Roshep as they graduate. So it's something of a keepsake for them as they uh, close out their high school football career. All right, excited to bring in uh, assistant uh, GM of the Edmonton Elks, G-Roy Simon, uh, to the program. G-Roy, thanks for doing this. How you doing? I'm good. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, going going well. A little better since uh, when I interviewed you at Global and that light fell on my head, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice bloopers. Yeah, you were wondering if I was going to be okay and had that little little cut to the noggin, and that that cameraman always brought the sandbag after that for sure. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, how are things shaping up? As you see, I mean, it's always a short week when you have the Labor Day game Monday in Calgary. But how uh, would you say the team is uh, heading into the rematch tomorrow at Commonwealth? I think things are going well. We had a good week of practice, or a good few days of practice, and guys seem to be you know, positive and, and excited about this opportunity. Um, you know, and that's, that hasn't changed all year. Guys have, guys have come in and worked their butts off and, and put forth the effort to, um, to, to get better each and every week. So, um, you know, I think, you, I think everybody realized we let one get away um, last weekend and, 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 or last week in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we look forward to, to getting back out there and have another, another opportunity to get a win. You can kind of say that you've let a few get away this year and your record could be a lot better than what it is. Um, how do you get over that hump? How do you get that belief that you can pull one out instead of giving it back to the opposition? Well, I think, you know, with a young team, I think, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but you're going to have hiccups, you know, along the way. We've had a lot more than we than we expected. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, we, we thought we'd be a lot better off than, than what we are, but, um, you know, we... There's been there's been many signs of, of growth and many signs of, of the talent that we have in the building, and now it's just time for these guys to grow up and and not only um, you know play good football but play winning football and finish games uh, to close games out. Um, it's been you know it's it's been a tough year, but um, you know guys have stayed positive. Everybody in the building stayed positive, and, and like I said, we're just looking forward to the next opportunity to, to get a chance to to um, to be better this week when we're, than we were last week. Edmonton Elks assistant GM G. Roy Simon is our guest on the Kevin Carrier Show here on Sports 1440. G. Roy, what have you seen and how impressed have you been with Trey Ford in the last uh, several weeks? You know, Trey's been doing a great job, and, and that's and it's all all the work that he's put in, putting in uh, behind the scenes is, is starting to uh, starting to show when he, he now that he's got an opportunity um, to be the starter. Um, at the beginning of the year, wasn't wasn't quite sure how. Um, how he would play when he got his opportunity. But, um, you know, a few weeks before he got his opportunity, he really started stepping up and started preparing like a, like a true, um, true number one starter. Um, and even though he was the backup. So now he's getting this opportunity. You're starting to see the work that he's put in, not only in the, you know, you know, those few weeks, but in the off season, he worked with, um, Bo Levi Mitchell and Zach Kalaros and, and mm-hmm. a few guys out in Ontario where, 
Um, you know, he got to throw and, and got to, you know, pick their brains a little bit. Um, but now you're starting to see the, the um, you know, the work that he's put in. And, and it's been exciting for our club. Um, you know, it's, it's, given, it's given a lot of people around here hope who, who, who not necessarily had it. Um, you know, so, you know, everybody's excited about, you know, the, the play that he's, that he's putting out there, but, um, and it's given, it's given his teammates a chance to, to, to have some even more confidence going in, knowing that we have an opportunity to win each and every week. G Roy Simon, uh, with Kevin Carries on the, uh, Kevin Carey show at sports 1440. So G Roy, you're, you were one of the best receivers in the history of the CFL. How would you grade or look at and evaluate the receiving core for the football team this year? I think we have. I think we have talent. I think we. We. You know. We have uh, guys who can do a number of different things. If you look at Gino, he, you know, Gino's a. He's a jump ball guy, and he can. He can make very big plays at at, at any opportunity. Um. Uh. You know. You have Manny Arsenal, who's the who's the Wiley vet, and he can. You know. He can. He can help you in the run game. He can. You know. He can catch balls in the middle of the field where a lot of guys don't like playing, and and, and he's a, he's a physical presence. Dylan Mitchell is probably one of the most skilled guys in this league. Um, and, you know, he's probably, I, I would think he's one of the top guys in the league as far as uh, skill and playmaking ability and, and then to be, you know, being a complete receiver. Um, and then, you know, Stephen Dunbar is a guy, he's, he's long, he's, he's, uh, he's got some physicality, he can, uh, he can make plays, um, you know, in the middle of the field as well. And then you got, you know, Kyron Moore, who's, Who's um he's he's a little jitter jitterbug. He can do a bunch of different things. He can, you know, he can he can catch screens. Mm-hmm. He can he catch the deep ball, but he can also run the ball as well. And even you know last week he showed that he can throw it. So um, I think we have a we have a very diverse group, and and that's something that you know for me that's always been that's something that's important. You don't want you know five guys to do the same thing. You want you want some diversity. You know uh, diverse. Guys who can who can do a number of different things to, to help you in, in different situations. For sure, G. Roy Simon uh, is our guest here. Uh, G. Roy, you started your career in Winnipeg and you bookended it in Saskatchewan, so you kind of got that feel of the that rivalry over the Labor Day weekend. But in BC, where you you know you played the bulk of your career, you didn't have that. There wasn't that connection with the Labor Day home and home, etc. Just the way the scheduling is. How have you kind of felt that now since you've kind of turned into the executive role here to see it firsthand with the Battle of Alberta between Calgary and Edmonton? Yeah, it's 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 great. Um, you know, I spent so many years not not having a Labor Day, Labor Day rivalry uh, playing the home and home, and it's been. You know, it's something that I really wanted to to be a part of. You know, I've been a part of just about everything else in this league. Um, so having the opportunity to be a part of the head head to head is something that's really it's really cool. Um, it's 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 a high intensity game. It kind of it kind of signifies the second half and and where the intensity uh, rises even more. Going you know trying to position for the playoffs. Um, so you know having this opportunity to come to Edmonton. A place that I hadn't spent a lot of time, and 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 you know I, I um, I'm getting to you know to get I'm learning to to love this place. Um, so it's it's been a great opportunity for me to be here, be involved not only in the organization but in the in the Labor Day Classic. It's it's something that I'm 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 really excited about each and every year. From the text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, as we kind of transition to your job and exactly what you do. Texter wants to know, what does an assistant GM for the Elks actually, what's your job title? What do you do? What are your main uh, contrib- uh, contributing factors to the football team? 
Well, every uh, you know, just because you have the title assistant general manager, you know, everybody everybody's job is different across the league. Um, my job is basically, you know, the day-to-day operations, um, you know, because Chris is the GM, but he's also the head coach. So um, I basically handle all the day-to-day operations, handle, you know, oversee the budgets and, and things like that for football ops and, you know, scheduling and, scout- and scouting and, you know, roster, roster management. I, I kind of handle just about, you know, I, I kind of touch every different part of the organization um, being in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I deal with the players quite a bit. Um, you know, just helping them, you know, whether it's with their contracts or, or um, even sometimes, you know, you, you, you have the personal side where, you know, I can just be um, someone that they can come and talk to and, and, and work out some problems, whether it's on the field or off. Um, here's maybe a question. That I don't know if you can answer it, but about, you know, 15 years ago when you were probably still playing, it seemed um, around, you know, say two weeks ago at the end of August and into early September um, that, it was, you know, with NFL cutdown day, it seemed there was, you know, a lot more action and maybe it's because of the organizational salary cap that there isn't as much player movement coming up. It always seemed there were players coming up at that point. Uh, do you see that as much now or is there a reason why there isn't? Well, um, you know, we had a lot of turnover last year. So, you know, for us, we didn't want to, we don't want to bring in a bunch of different guys. We, you know, we, we feel we have a strong group of players. We just have to get them going in the right direction and, 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 and playing at the level that we expect. But also, um, you know, with the NFL, a lot of guys are, are waiting till, um, you know, till their NFL, NFL opportunities are exhausted. Then you have the XFL, you have the USFL. But if you look at the, the two guys we brought in, in uh, just two days ago, uh, Deontay, Deontay Alexander and Kalen LeBorn, those guys were in training camps just three weeks ago in the NFL. Kalen being in San Francisco and Deontay being in, in Seattle. So um, although it's not highly publicized, we are mm-hmm. bringing guys up from the NFL. We're just not making a big deal of it, um, you know, in the way that they did before because, you know, we're, we're focused on, you know, trying to get our, our, our current roster together and, and, and make sure we're going in the right direction. Cool. I wanted to ask a few questions about uh, your playing career because it was one of the best ever. Who were some of the top defensive backs that you went up against over your career? Well, the guy that I hated most was Donnie Brady. Okay, yeah. Edmonton Eskimo. Mm-hmm. You know, we had quite we had quite a bit of battles uh, each and every opportunity that we had. Um, Baron Miles, who's a defensive coordinator in uh, Ottawa right now, he was a guy that we we had very good battles. Uh, Brandon Browner was a guy that gave me big trouble because he was just so big and strong mm-hmm. and fast that I really had to bring my A game each and every play. Um, so you know, those are those are probably the guys. Uh, Corey Banks, he, we played in BC together. Um, so some of my best matchups and, and and biggest biggest rivalries were were in practice against Corey each and every day. So when I got to game day, it was it was actually a little bit easier because you know Corey was such a smart player. He was fast. He was quick, and and he knew the game just. Um, you know, practice was sometimes harder than, than the game days just because of the level of guys that I played against. Ryan Phillips as well, the defensive coordinator in, in BC right now, same thing. He was, you know, he was a fast guy. He was, he was big. Uh, he was smart and, and knew how to play the game. So, um, you know, I, I had some I had some epic battles with, with a lot of DBs across the league. Yeah, for sure. Browner was just a beast. He was so big, tall, strong. Probably could have played some linebacker, I think, too, if he wanted to. But um, no 
really, really athletic for sure. But what was it about Donnie Brady? Because he was a sort of a wiry guy and, uh, you know, he could get up to the ball. What was it about uh, the Brady that kind of, Donnie Brady, because he was a fan favorite here uh, with the double E. What was it about him that kind of gave you fits? Well, Donnie was dirty. At the <laughs> Love it. He was a dirty player. He, you know, he tore. <laughs> I have I have arthritis in my knee because he he hit me hit me late one time and and uh, tore tore some ligaments in my knee. But he was, you know, he was big. He was strong. He was fast. He was a physical player. Um, so you know, he was a guy that you know, again, you know, each and every play, each and every game was, you know, you're going to get his best. Um, and and you know, he he brought it every game, and he just wanted to. He was. He wanted to irritate you each and every each and every play. He would he would hit you. He would he would touch you. He would you know push you, things like that. So you know he did he did he tried to use every advantage he could to get under your skin, uh, and and as well as beat you beat you up. So he was a guy like like I said I I, I did not like him as a player, mm-hmm. um, and you know he was he was he was good for his organization because you know they they won a championship with him. For sure. Uh, one last one for G. Roy Simon on the Kevin Carey Show here on Sports 1440. You win uh, three great cups in 06, 2011, and 2013. Uh, here we are 10 years later now. You've transitioned into the front office, so to speak. So just can you speak to the meaning of what it would like to get one more ring, but in a different capacity, and obviously especially here in Edmonton? Well, it's the ultimate goal. I mean, the ultimate goal is to win a championship, no matter what level you're on, whether you're a player, whether you're a scout, whether you're a coach, or whether you're in, in the role that I'm in right now. Um, you know, we're doing everything in our, in our power to, 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 to not only get to a great cup, but to win it. Um, and that's the only thing that, that's on my mind each and, every, each and every day when I'm trying to find a player or put together a roster or, or try to help one of these guys, um, you know, reach their, their maximum potential. Um, you know, to, to win it, to win on this side of it would mean, would mean everything because like I said, this is why we do it. You, you know, the money is great. You know, the, you know, it, it, the money is great, but it comes and goes. But, you know, when you have that championship ring on your finger, uh, it, it really means something. It, it, it means you're a champion forever. Um, and, and, you know, the reason why I came to Edmonton is because I've, it's always been known as a great organization. Um, they do, they did things, they do things the right way here. And um, I'm I'm seeing it firsthand. Um, it, it's unfortunate that our record is what it is, yeah. but you know we're we're hell bent on on you know bringing this program back and, and and this organization back to the top to the tops in the in the CFL and, and to win not only one championship but do it for a long time. Yeah, I, you can kind of feel it turning around a little bit. Um, you know, I saw you last at uh, Terry Vaughn's uh, uh, alumni room uh, when they were just kind of recognizing him in there, and you could feel it in the room. I th- maybe you felt that as well. I don't know, but uh, uh, we really appreciate you coming on, uh, G. Roy. Thanks for this. Good luck uh, tomorrow, and, and uh, hopefully the rest of the season can uh, kind of turn things around and get things back to where you want them to be. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and, and I look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night uh, here in Commonwealth. Thank you. G. Roy Simon, assistant GM for the Edmonton Elks. It's the uh, Elks and Calgary Stampeders tomorrow, 5 o'clock, kickoff, Commonwealth, return engagement, Battle of Alberta. Should be a good one. We're back after the break with a couple of cool guests. Gordon Dick from uh, Cougar Paint and Collision. Brian Buczynski from the Ross Shep Thunderbirds. Uh, this is the Kevin Carrier Show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program, 1020 in the capital region, looking for a high of 19 or 20 degrees uh, today. Our text line, 1-833-401-1440. Uh, this is a cool one from uh, David M. 
because we were talking about Claire Drake Arena with Golden Bears head coach Ian Herbers. David M. Uh, texts in, Claire Drake Arena tonight, there is a Division Two AMHL men's league game at 8 p.m. Division Two. Let's fill the stands. <laughs> Some good old hockey. Uh, shoot your shot right. Love to see sports radio back in town. That comes from uh, David M. Uh, you know what? You might get some good crowds at Claire Drake, even for uh, Division Two. Uh, would be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, Coach Butch, do ex-players who won championships get T-Bird helmets? Uh, that's going to be coming up right away here. Uh, I don't know about that. This is a black-eyed Blake, so we'll maybe have to ask the, the coach coming up here. Uh, it's awesome that you are still coaching. 24 years since uh, I played. We're going to ask the coach about that too. And we got them both on, uh, Brandon. All right, so uh, kind of a cool uh, initiative going on right here. Uh, excited to get in. Brian Bachinski, coach of the Roshep T-Birds. Been there a long time, as you just heard. Probably coming up 25 years. Gordon Dick from Cougar Payton Collision. And uh, somehow, some way, the two came together for a cool project uh, guys, can you both hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. Uh, let's let's start with Coach Brian Bachinski. Uh, so, Coach, can you kind of run down how you guys came about this with your helmets to give to graduating players at Ross Shep with the T-Birds? Well, actually, what we were doing is we were just talking about uh, uh, how important a helmet is to any athlete. It doesn't matter what sport they, they play, but and, and you know how superstitious some athletes are, but... It's always uh, a sense of pride. And we were just talking one day, and one of our uh, assistant coaches, our defensive coordinator, he came up with this great idea, and he said, let's put a helmet legacy together where every player, when they make the senior varsity team, will be issued a special helmet. Now, these helmets are ones that have expired, as all helmets do. And rather than see them go into the landfill, we felt that what we could do is incorporate what the school is trying to do with kids and, and how we're trying to make better citizens out of them. So we came up with an idea to paint them white. We get uh, the school to have a contest to design a logo every year, and that signifies the year that that person makes that senior varsity team. And then we incorporated, much like the Buckeyes, where they get stickers, and they get awards for exceptional play. They get awards for being good community members or doing community service. And for example, we have kids that coach within the community or, or kids that do things uh, within the school to help promote uh, citizenship and, and, and strong athletics. So painting them white makes them different from everybody else. They're not for contact. We keep them until they graduate. And then in their graduating year, they get this helmet that is many of them. We have, like I said, three year players that uh, they have as a memento. So, we needed to paint them white, and um, one of our coaches, uh, Mark, went to talk to Gord and came up and said, hey, Gord, do you think it would be possible if you could paint some helmets for us? And Gord, and he go did. from there yeah. and talk. Yeah, and he did, Brian. That's, that was Brian Buczynski, coach of the Roshep Thunderbirds. Now we're going to go to Gordon Dick over at Cougar Paint and Collision. So the T-Birds come to you with this initiative, Gordon. Take it from there, what you thought about it and what you guys do to make this possible. Well, you know, Brian and uh, and his son, Mark, they came in and we, we get a few odd requests. 
every now and then, I guess you could say. Um, and and they said, hey, you know, we have um, about, I think it was about 30 or 35 helmets on the first run that we did. And he said, we need these painted white. And I said, okay, well, you know, we got the, the capabilities to, to do that for you guys. And I remember Brian saying, you know, we, we do have a little bit of money in the coffer to to pay you guys and I kind of you know I didn't really know exactly what to do at first so I thought to myself I, I think the conversation went well you know what we'll we'll figure it out later right I, I kind of do that every now and then when I don't know exactly what I'm gonna charge somebody and I talked about it with uh with my dad and my mom who both um you know started Cougar and and still work there and we thought you know we don't we don't need to charge these guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing a lot for the community. They're, you know, making sure kids stay active, making sure kids stay busy, and and it's a really nice little award for for these kids to get. And so I kind of thought to myself, you know what, this one these these can be on the house, and uh, kind of went from there. And then you know we did however many last year, and then. Brian came and he showed up in his truck and he said, "Oh, by the way, you know, I got about twenty-five more that we got it too." Oh, so, cool. um, it, it's absolutely no problem. And we don't get the opportunity, you know, a lot to to show all the, you know, we donate to charities and yeah. we sponsor golf tournaments and and things like that. But a lot of times we don't get to deal with the people it really affects. And and it was really nice for us to to see how appreciative they were that that we were able to do this for them. That's Gordon Dick from uh, Cougar Paint and Collision. So, Gordon, how what's the process to paint these helmets? How different is it to you know compared to painting cars that you guys normally do? You know, it's not it's not much different. I mean, these helmets are a molded raw plastic. Um, so, a lot of times, uh, like a bumper for a car, they're raw plastic as well. So, they get prepped the same way. Um, the only difficult part is figuring out actually how to paint them all. So. We had to build stands um, that had like a four by four coming upright so that we could stick the helmet on because otherwise there's really no way to paint them. You can't paint them on a flat surface because then the edges will not be white. Um, so that way we had to get a little bit creative and, you know, we paint, we made stands so that we could do uh, 12 at a time, I believe. So yeah, we sand them and spray them white and make sure they look shiny and nice. Well, that's cool. That's uh, Gordon Dick from Cougar Paint and Collision. Let's transition over to Brian Bachinski again from Ross Shep T-Birds. A texter comes in uh, on our text line at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 1440 Hey, Coach Butch, do ex-players who won championships get T-Bird helmets? Uh, haha. It's awesome that you were still coaching 24 years since I played, and that comes from Black-Eyed Blake. Do you remember him, Butch? Well, you know, I... Um, been coaching for a fair number of years and I started actually coaching at Rush Effort in 1987 and then I was at McNally for seven years before that so um, I've had a number of likes but I would love to have them to reach out to me and see what we can do Uh, we all we always have alumni that come back and that's the one thing about the program that we really like is that we want them to have that sense of identity of being part of us and that uh, they can come back and they're welcome anytime. I mean, we've already had about 20 come back from last year just because our first game is tonight and just to wish us well. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I guess we would do something for them. We'd love to hear from alumni, that's for sure. So first game tonight, uh, can you kind of 
tell us where it is, when it is, who it's against, and then kind of branch off into the reaction that the players have when you present these helmets to them. Yeah. So we play tonight at 7.30 at Clark Stadium against the Austin O'Brien Crusaders. So it's the first game for both of us, so it should be exciting. It's a great start to the the year. Um, As for the reaction, it's just wonderful. You would not believe um, the last couple of days when we were – fitting kids in these white helmets and the like as soon as I said okay we're going to start fitting for the white helmets we just had a line it was probably the fastest they've moved in in a week of practice <laughs> and the one thing I also have to say is that the concept has been embraced by the parents and they just feel like it's it's changed their 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 sons or daughters because they're talking about doing things in the school they're they were talking. We, like I said, we've had players coach, and and we've had players sponsor, go in and work at community events, and just saying, "Hey, look at kids, you know, I'm involved in this program." And we actually acknowledge that to the rest of our players because we believe that they should be great citizens, and that's kind of uh, become very important with our parents. So when it comes time when we do our awards banquet every night, usually you know you get four or five people the individual awards. But to be able to bring up every graduating player and give them their helmet, their white helmet to use as a um, uh, an award for their their time and their effort within our program, and to see them all in the front take a picture, but it makes every one of them so proud. So this has just been fantastic for us. That's Brian Bachinski, coach of the Ross Shep T-Birds. Let's bring in Gordon Dick again from uh, Cougar Payton Collision. Well, Gordon, when you when you hear the coach talk about that and what it means to the players, uh, you must be uh, must give you a warm and fuzzies uh, just uh, hearing that to know that you guys are being a part of uh, something special with these players moving forward. It's uh, it's 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 really nice. Um, you know, I, it's funny because all these uh, all the, the young guys they get the helmets at the end, but you know what? Uh, Brian and Mark actually made us a helmet. Too, yes. last year so um you know it had the t-bird logo on the side and then the one that the student had designed on the other side and if anybody's ever been to the shop we've got a lot of stuff in here um and a lot of sports <laughs> memorabilia and things like that so you know even for us to have one on display um you know it, it just helps us show that you you got to give back a little bit and and it's a really nice feeling uh knowing that we're able to help out the community for sure, uh, you were talking about the the process uh, a little earlier, but is is there is it a different kind of paint, or is it something that you have to? Is there something a little trickier than what you normally work with? No, I mean, I you know everything's relatively similar, and I always I always tell people, you know, I'll I'll paint a wheelbarrow if I think I can make a buck on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've got one for that, you. <laughs> <laughs> but the helmets, no, the honestly, the the trickiest part about them. Is was just getting them set up because uh, you can't, you know, you can't really hang them and and things like that. But the actual process is is really not much different. Um, I know for the helmets we used a little bit of a different white paint um, than we would say on a normal white car or a white truck. Um, but you know, I, to be honest, I had kind of forgot. I I I think I remember at the time. I thought these were going to be used in the game. Oh, right. And, and I thought, oh, man, you know what? If these kids are banging into each other, I said, I really hope this paint's going to stick. Right? Oh, exactly, but, uh, yeah. Um, you know, now that, you know, that 
that the kids are just having them on the shelves and on display and stuff like that. I mean, they they look nice when they're done. Um, and and it's just it's good for us, you know. Mm-hmm. We we've sponsored kids hockey teams and give money for jerseys and and things like that. And a lot of times, like I said, you know, we don't get to see the the after effect of it, right? But um, you know, both Brian and Mark have been great and and really really appreciative. And that's that's something we don't get every now and then. You know, everybody everybody always seems to complain when there's something wrong, but nobody tells you when you've done something good. And, and it's really, really appreciative on our end. Well, it's great to be, you know, community is number one with you guys. It's number one with everyone here at 1440. And I mean, it's great that you guys are a part of it. And uh, let's transition one more time just to Brian and uh, a couple of texts coming in <laughs> uh, to coach Butch. He wouldn't remember me. And this is still again from a uh, Blake eyed Blake or black eyed <laughs> Blake wouldn't remember me, but how about the, this is what it's all about for high school sports. I was a practice roster player who got better in all aspects of life from Brian. Thank you. What's that make you feel like? Uh, you know what, honestly, that uh, when I played, I had coaches that had uh, a big impact in my life. And, and I, I know the importance that a coach can have. And so that was always my goal. If we can uh, make players feel that they've learned something that they can pass over to their personal life and, and, and become better and feel good, then, then, like, then that's perfect. Our job is done. You don't remember the scores, but you do remember like, how to work with others. You do remember how to work through adversity. And, and so we're really, really proud of that. The, one thing, too, I'd like to add and, is these helmets, even though we don't use them for contact, the day before a game, we always have a hat day, which is a helmet day. And because there's no contact, the players wear their white helmets. At that, and then tonight, even uh, when we go out for our warm-ups, our first set of warm-ups, all our players wear the white helmets um, after the warm-up. And when we start to go into the contact phase, we, the helmets are all placed right along our bench, all in the line, and that's just to represent that uh, we're all together as uh, one program, one team, one direction. Well, that's just fabulous. So I'm going to bring in the Duke of Delburn here. He just threw a little tidbit at me and uh, uh, Brandon Douglas. So his partner on the uh, Fantasy Frenzy show, uh, I'm just going to let him run with this because I just I, he just told me this like 15 seconds ago. Go ahead, Duke. Yeah, Coach Butch, uh, it, when I mentioned you were coming on today uh, in passing with Connor Halley yesterday, he wanted me to make sure to, to throw it out to you again if you can remember how dynamic and effective Connor Halley was out on the football field for, for Ross Sheppey back in the day. And he just says hello and uh, appreciates everything you did for him. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. It's great to hear. Uh, you know what? And like I said, we're so proud of our alumni right now. We have kids across Canada playing in, in uh, CIS and then with the CJFL. And then we've got kids that have gone on to become great referees, which is fantastic. Like I said, we always believe that, um, and everybody knows that coaching is a volunteer activity, and we always talk to the kids about giving back, give back to the community, give back to the school, and and to, to, no matter where you go, if you wear a Ross Shepherd shirt, somebody's going to stop you and say, "Hey, are you from Ross Shepherd?" and and it's just a it's a great way of building community within the school as well. Yeah, you're talking about swag, uh, Coach B. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned your defensive coordinator, that's Grant Jongajin, our uh, friend who lives across the alley. He's, he wears Ross Shep gear every day. I, I can't. He, I don't see him without it on. <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, like uh, Grant went to, to a different high school and coached there as well. And we were fortunate uh, when um, he came to Ross Shepherd and 
he is just an amazing individual. And he was one of the driving forces behind this uh, legacy uh, program that we started. And, and he's got brilliant ideas. He's a brilliant coach. And we're just so happy he's with us. If only we could get him to draft proper fantasy football players. <laughs> Hey, Coach B, thanks so much for this. Uh, thank you for uh, coaching all these years, mentoring and, and uh, fostering these young young kids that turned out to be great individuals, contributors to our community. Uh, Gordon Dick, thank you uh, to you and your dad and everyone at Cougar Paint and Collision for being a part of this initiative. Uh, you guys, uh, it's just a it's just a super uh, thing that you got going on and something that these kids will rem- remember for the rest of their lives. Thanks for coming on, guys. Absolutely, you, my pleasure. And thanks, Gord. Yeah, hey, no, no problem. <laughs> we're uh, we're we're not going anywhere. So I bring all the helmets over. We'll we'll get them straight for you. All right, okay. thanks, guys. Yeah, unfortunately, probably now I got uh, Gord's going to be getting about ten high schools calling him today. Hey, do you think you could paint these helmets for us or whatever and stuff like that? But what a great uh, initiative! There's uh, to have those guys in. Hey, the Duke. Who knew? Connor Halley. Uh, okay, let, I got to say. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at his stature. I'll go defensive back. I'm actually not too sure yeah. of position. Well, you're be maybe, I'll, him today. Uh, maybe I'll grab him and uh, and bring him in here for uh, our last break, and we can uh, we can ask him about uh, exactly where he played on the field and and just how effective he actually I was. I, I might I may have made up that part about Connor uh, <laughs> asking me to ask how good he was, uh, but uh, I, I assume he's a pretty good athlete. I'm just he's, going. I, I mean, I don't see the hands. I see. I, you know, I mean, I see him fumbling around the studio here all the time. I don't some see, speed, maybe maybe a little speed. So that's where I, I think I'm going for defensive back. That's what I'm What about saying. like a special teams, like a gunner or something? Yeah. Or maybe he was a punter. Who knows? Maybe he played all three ways. Oh, yeah, teams, three, uh, way, yeah. <laughs> three way Hallie. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're back to wrap things up. It's been a great week. Uh, so stick with us. We've got a uh, bunch more coming up uh, before the top of the hour in Fantasy Frenzy. So uh, stay with us. This is a Kevin Carey show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to wrap up a great week, great Friday. Uh, Kevin Carries along with the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas. Uh, it's been a you know enlightening week for both of us. I think uh, again, I'm moving over from TV for 33 years to come do a four-hour ro- radio show every day it was uh, eye-opening. Learned a lot this week. We'll continue to learn a lot uh, next week and in the weeks and the months to come, but. I can't say enough about the interaction with our um, listeners on the text line. As we move forward, we're going to probably end up having some open line on the, on the phones. And, and as we get more comfortable and see exactly where our segments are going and, and what we're going to be doing, because again, we, we talked about this on Tuesday. Um, Capital Region, this is your all sports radio station. We want this uh, to be a part of, of your day. We want to be able to relay information to you. We want to be able to, you know, entertain you. And and, uh, I, and again, I think at the start of the week, uh, I said to one of the keys, I, I hope that we, that we can do or I can do is to is to sound knowledgeable without coming across like knowing it all. And I think uh, if we can do that and hopefully be a part of your day, that's kind of what we're looking for. Our text line to wrap things up uh, here in the last uh, Half an hour, uh, fifteen minutes is at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Again, you know, awesome stuff from Coach B. Uh, this one comes in. Love to hear it. The white helmet is such a cool concept for uh, graduating players. Uh, Rob just sent one in. Uh, good to hear some familiar voices and a few new ones. So happy to have Sports Channel uh, to listen to at work. Thank you to everyone involved at Sports fourteen forty. That comes. 
uh, from Rob. I wanted to actually touch base again on that great time I had yesterday at uh, Blackhawk uh, Golf Club. Uh, ran into so many people there that were uh, talking about radio on Sports 1440. They were talking about it again. After three months, they missed it. And I enjoyed, that was kind of the first time I was in a, you know, a couple hundred people in the room. And, you know, man, people were just coming up. Uh, Louis DeBrus came up. Everyone was, uh, Jack Michaels was there. Everyone just was really excited to have this uh, have this back in our city because I think uh, people have really missed it for sure. Uh, anyway, that tournament uh, was for um, uh, Special Olympics. Uh, just amazing to see uh, the kids out there and the adults and and everyone that it's a it's a special meaning tournament where everyone it's near and dear to their hearts and I had a good time with uh, Deli Darren and Colin in our group uh, just everyone's there for the right reasons and that's how golf tournaments are you're there because you want to support that charity it means something to you it has a link to whatever you want to contribute to our community and that's what we're all about for sure uh, let's bring in the duke brandon douglas as he gets set for um, uh, fantasy frenzy at the top of the hour uh, so again I, I, i'm just i can't i can't get this out of my head connor halley uh, with the, the 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 flying t-bird on that the side of the helmet just soaring through the air um catching balls just i mean what would he? I mean, I, I I just see like I'm thinking of Lynn Swan. I'm thinking of all. I'm thinking of NFL films. You know, I'm hearing the voice and and you know Connor Halley, <laughs> defensive back. You know, I'm hearing it all. I, I would think that uh, his expert and, and knowledge on the game of football had to come from somewhere, which uh, which must be playing it, which I, I never did growing up. And you know, small town AB, we didn't have a high school football program or, or anything really even near that. Um, we talked about. Um, the uh, player currently on the Cardinals, uh, Carter O'Donnell, yeah. he comes from Red Deer originally. A couple great f- high school football co- programs in Red Deer. Uh, Carter out of Lindsay Thurber. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's great football in this province, and, and Connor Halley just a, a part of that uh, <laughs> that legacy, I guess. It is. Connor, yeah. Connor Halley and Carter O'Donnell uh, right, Hubbard. right hand in hand. Yeah. Chuba Hubbard. I oh. mean, these are all top-notch players that came out of the high school system in uh, Edmonton and area. You know, you, you think about you know Chuba was out of Bev Facey, Connor Halley out of Rochep. <laughs> it just it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Man, he's going to be just livid at me when he comes in here in about ten minutes. Um, Texter from uh, the Pillman, a awesome week, guys. Thank you very much to have uh, all sports radio back at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Fantasy frenzy at the top of the hour, twelve to two. We've got the lowdown with Low Tide and Alan Mitchell. Hey, did you know that Alan Mitchell was? Uh, you know how much of a baseball guy he is. Uh, so when I got here, I, I I either took over his team in our rotisserie league that I'm still in. He left the, it was called the Edmonton Rotisserie League, and there's a lot of owners. And these guys, like Tim Markle, Tim Ellis, who's CFCW out in Cameros. Yeah, right. they, Ram Rodeo Report. Yes, Tim Ellis. exactly. And, well, I don't know if Ellis has ever won this draft. Markle hasn't won it in 25 years. They're probably two of the worst owners that we've ever seen <laughs> in rotisserie baseball, but they think they know everything and they want to make these dumb rules. Uh, trying to talk sense into these guys is just, it's just almost unheard of. But anyway, low tide, I think his team, if I, he's going to have to correct me on this. It might be the Senators. That's what his old team was. But um, he was in the, this Roto League with all these guys that started it up and it's still going on. So, but for you guys on your show, fantasy baseball 
you have, I know you haven't touched a lot on it yet because it's football, but baseball, fantasy baseball is way harder. Fantasy baseball is something that I've I've tried twice. It's a couple hard. different summers at different points in my life, and it is so difficult. The the amount of injuries and the fact that you know your pitcher only you, you have to be on the ball every day with mm-hmm. and I know you can have different formats of like you set your lineup for the week or, or auto start guys and th- there's a lot of ways around it but the the people that are like I said your league here going for that long and that much commitment to fantasy baseball has has my commendation 10 times over because I I said I've tried it a couple times mm-hmm. definitely going to give it another go next uh next summer here next season uh, with this one winding down trying to maybe start doing a little daily stuff to, to get into the mix on it and get some um end of season uh, experience going into to next year, but yeah, the anybody that does fantasy baseball that much has my respect ten times over. It's hard because I mean it's every day, and that's what makes baseball a great sport. It's every day. I mean, you take a couple days off over the break, but other than that, it's it's every day. Uh, coming into our text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty from the Stair Farmer. Awesome show all week. Can't wait for the next next week's shows. Uh, Pat in the Park, great show, Kev. Supporting the local sports scene is awesome. Uh, walking the tailgate tomorrow. Ooh. Unfortunately, and I know who this is coming from uh, because we've spent some tailgating time at Elks games. And there's another thing. Elks tailgating, is it's increased and increased. It's gotten better and better every year. Uh, unfortunately, I've got to drive to Saskatchewan tomorrow and back in a real quick turnaround. Uh, but I enjoy the tailgating. Uh, Spirit of Edmonton, uh, Jerry and everyone that's done a great job keeping that going. Uh, if you have a chance, is walk down, uh, you know, on, on the, the one side of the building there, on the west side of the building. It's uh, exciting. The bands are going. Burgers are going. You got maybe a beer flowing. You got sluice juice going. It's it's a lot of fun for sure. So if you get a chance to go, and again tomorrow, that's that's a that's a pretty pretty good time for a tailgating. So you got a Saturday game at five. If you want to go there in the afternoon, get tuned up for the game. Hopefully there's a good crowd. Uh, it'll be an interesting uh, scenario if the Elks can come back. Uh, basically, they have to win or else, you know, they're playing for next year. And for all intents and purposes, it's you're going to have to go on a serious run to make things happen here. But uh, tailgating Elks is, uh, is a lot of fun. Have you ever done it? That I have not. Uh, I, I've heard nothing but great things. A couple of the guys that I went to Nate with, um, that are all local guys, which I, of course, am not. Uh, they they speak glowingly about it. And, of course, it's been a bit of a struggle this year with the Elks' lack of success up until the most recent weeks. Um, but they were mm-hmm. still there every week. Uh, their families are season tickets uh, holders. They're still there every week for the tailgate. Yeah. They, they say it is just a riot of a time. Texture writes, great first week. Never really been a morning sports show, but this is great. Love the local feel. And, I mean, this is a great compliment. Got the John Short vibe. Keep it up. So, I mean... You've heard Jason Greger talk about his relationship with John, and John and I have known each other for a long time, so that is that is a, a compliment. Hi, they're trying to find a way for my 84-year-old mom to listen to your show. Uh, she can't get the signal. Are you in Stingray? So if you can't, we can't find you, uh, how do we get you? So if you want to go to the App Store, it's free. Just download iHeartRadio, Stingray, radio player app. It's all free. That signal's crystal clear. So we appreciate you listening uh, to Sports 1440. Um, go down and check out the local band Tallboy at the tailgate this weekend. Great band you know, name. Yeah, Tall Boy. Never heard, never heard I, the yeah. band, but great name. Well, that'll be fun for sure. Uh, so, Duke, I want to thank you for all your hard work this week. I mean, 
your uh, commitment to get this off the ground and to make me feel kind of welcome and, and uh, comfortable has been key because, again, this is sort of new to me and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I just wanted to touch on our um, our co-hosts, and we've had so many comments this week on our co-hosts. Uh, we started off on Tuesday with Grant Fuhr, and uh, you can't, I mean, how can you argue with a Hockey Hall of Famer? Grant's going to join us every Tuesdays from uh, 9 to 11, so he'll join us uh, from Coachella Valley, uh, where he lives. It's, it's actually in California. I was corrected. It's not in Arizona. So the, another uh, second mistake I made here today. Uh, and uh, David Schlemko, great comments again. Wednesdays, J- David will join us from 9 to 11 is, again. Um, he's got good wit. He's going to be bringing in friends. So he, you know, you heard him uh, give the business to Biz Nasty. Paul Bissonette is going to come on the show at some time with us uh, and, and David was a great ad for us, too. Uh, yesterday, how, how many comments can you get on Ladislav Schmid? I mean, Ladislav Schmid brought it yesterday. He was fun, engaging, excited, uh, you know, and almost like he was like, wanted to stay another hour. He had so much fun. Uh, today, Eddie Steele, great perspective, honest. Talked about his time and release at 6.30, Chad, and how he will be honest here. I think he learned a lot from his experience and what happened to him there. I think he's he even will will tell you that, and he probably has become a better broadcaster for it. He does a lot of broadcasts and and hits as we call them in the business all over. Does tons with Rod Peterson. Uh, we'll have Rod Peterson on this show uh, moving forward as well. Um, Monday, uh, we are very excited to welcome in Lorianne Munzer as our co-host on Mondays. So Lorianne will join us at 7 to 9 on Mondays. She's actually going to be on Jason Greger's show this afternoon to kind of get a feel, uh, and, and Greg's wants to kind of, you know, introduce her to our family here at Sports 1440. Uh, Lorianne won the Olympic gold for Canada in 2004 in the women's sprint at the Athens Olympics. She was the first Canadian, not first woman, first Canadian to win uh, a gold medal in, in sprint cycling. Uh, so excited to have Lorianne. She is what she calls herself now a mindset coach, a mindset coach. Uh, but, I mean, life skills, uh, she does work with anyone, that wants to improve themselves. And who doesn't want to improve themselves? So really excited to have Lorianne aboard. So, uh, and then today, our guest, I mean, another outstanding show. We were just flat, just flabbergasted to have everybody on again. Uh, Ed Hervey came off the hop, uh, assistant GM of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We had Mark Spector. He joins us every day at 8 o'clock for On the Mark. Our uh, Roto-Rooter uh, headliner of the day, Howard Balzer from uh, Sirius XM NFL Hall of Fame show. He was outstanding. Talked about Gil Brandt, Danny Kepley, uh, Caitlin McGrath from the Blue Jays uh, Athletic covering the Jays. Uh, Jays with a big series coming up. Uh, Ian Herbers, Golden Bears are in action this uh, weekend taking on Calgary home and home uh, with the Dinos uh, starting tonight in Calgary. Uh, G. Roy Simon as the Elks get ready for Calgary tomorrow. And then uh, Gordon Dick and uh, Brian Buczynski from uh, Cougar Paint and Collision and uh, Ross Shep. Great initiative they've got going, giving those helmets out to the kids. So uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, for texting, for being a part of this show. And we will see you back here on Monday uh, before we go to the top of the hour and Fantasy Frenzy with Duke and Connor Halley. We've got a sports update brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneering. The next Public timed automotive RV auction is now on. View on site, then bid online at info available at maauctions.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here Monday at 7.